This is the Talkin' Cowboys Break, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Welcome inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio and welcome to Hanging with the Talkin' Cowboys Break. Rob Phillips, joined by Nate Newton, David Hellman, Brian Broadus, Kent Garrison producing next door. Cowboys officially eliminated from playoff contention on Christmas Eve, 21-12 loss to the Seattle Seahawks. Hope everybody, in spite of that, had a great holiday. We're back at the star, breaking it down, guys. And it's always, it's rare, actually, in the last several years that the Cowboys have a game left to play and we know what their fate is. So this is going to be a little bit of a different show. We're going to break down the game and we can also we can also go big picture here. What's next for this team as well? Although we have plenty of time to talk about that. Yeah. Up. Like nine whole months, really. Yeah. yeah. At least a few. Yeah. yeah, a little ways to go. That's a good I hadn't thought about that. That's two years in a row that we head into week seventeen without a whole lot of you know, in the way of drama at least. Last year was obviously good. This year not so much. I mean, if you go back to twenty fifteen, four and twelve. Yeah. Not a not a good season. Twenty ten, when Jason Garrett took over as interim coach, you knew you were out of it. But other than that, just about every year you go into week seventeen thinking there's something to play for still. And uh they found out by losing, Nate, it's over. Yeah, it's, it's definitely over, man. Uh, when I looked at this game, man, uh, uh, me and Broadus talked. You know, we talked during the little shows that we do together. And I'm saying, and I, I never doubted uh, K.J. Wright and Bobby Wagner being back. I never doubted that. I never doubted Bennett. But I did know their mental makeup was not right. This was a game that if the Cowboys was just came in, executed, did what they had to do, uh, not turn the ball over, that this was a game to be had because the, when you, and I'm not a mathematician, but 11 penalties for 142, and your total offensive output is 136, and and, and the only thing that beat us was some bad pay, play calling and some and and three turnovers. We should, it's no way in the world we shouldn't be sitting up in here uh, joking and having fun about uh, talking about bowl games instead of yeah. where we sitting at. Hard, Isn't that unbelievable? Go ahead. Hard to win that way, huh, Brian? Yeah, I, I think you wasted a tremendous defensive effort. Mm-hmm. I think going into the game, the one thing, and, it, and even on my gut feeling, I picked Seattle to win, and I felt like they were going to win because of Russell Wilson is why. And – I, you know, it really wasn't Russell Wilson. He made the one big run on a third and, and uh, nine for 10 yards that, you know, I thought, man, we're going to see more of that. They didn't have a downfield passing game. We knew they couldn't run the football. They didn't do a very good job of protecting him. I thought that Rod Marinelli and that group played as well as they can play against that type of quarterback. But for them not to get rewarded for that type of effort offensively, the strength of this team all year long, we thought, was the offense. And it really isn't. It isn't the strength. I mean, we, 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 it, maybe it's a year when we go back and look at this and have that reflective show where we misevaluated a lot of guys. We misevaluated, you know. And I, I think that if you look at this, though, was the quarterback exposed during the six games where Ezekiel Elliott wasn't playing. That's something I think we need to look at itself. I'm not trying to throw Dak under the bus, but I'm just saying for some of the things that you needed to do, I'm the one guy who came on this show and talked about Scott Linehan will benefit by having Ezekiel Elliott back. Boy, was I wrong about that. He really wasn't. 
Because well, Scott Lillihan, I mean, and that, and that, no, I'm just saying that, that to me, you've got to find a way to, to use him to open up other things. And I didn't feel like that they, they had a good enough game plan offensively. Now, give Seattle some credit for the front they have, you know, for the linebackers Clark. they have. Yeah. yeah. They create turnovers, the punch out, all that stuff. But, you know, overall, though, Seattle did the right thing. They knew that Dallas's offense was so inept that they even ran the ball on third down at times just to get off the field. They weren't they weren't they were like, "Okay, yeah, we'll play defense today cuz they're not doing anything against us." It was not an overly aggressive game plan by the Seahawks. No. And that's no. We went into it, you know, I I wasn't surprised that they lost, but if I I was surprised by what it looked like cuz you mentioned it. Russell Wilson really had one drive where he looked like Russell Wilson. He's 70 yeah, something yards. Yeah, he, scram- plays, he scrambled yeah. for he scrambled for 10 when he needed nine. I think he went four of five for 35 yards and right. a touchdown and he drew a big pass interference that put him down in the red zone. Other than that, I mean, that wasn't that wasn't up to his snuff. He ran for 29 yards and threw for 93. I mean, yeah. if you tell me that's his stat line, I assume the Cowboys are going to win somewhat comfortably. Yeah. You know, the amazing thing about it is, you know, man, and like I say, you know, we men brought us going back and forth between all the, you know, the, the bad words I was using during the game. <laughs> and he said they wanted to keep it close because of Russell Wilson. I'm saying, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. And because they believed in their mind, if they were within seven with two minutes left, either way, defensively or offensively, yeah. they could make the play. Yeah. That that's a veteran savvy team, a coach that knows his team, and they like we're not gonna try to make no great plays. We just gonna run it. We gonna we gonna play it by the book. You know, you hear guys let's play this by the book. They played this game right by the book and let us fall apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeke kept saying it after the game. We beat ourselves. We referenced. I think Dave referenced earlier the three turnovers, one pick six for Dak. So really. Seattle gets 14 points. That's all the defense allowed in this game. So that's it. That's a like Brian said. That's a wasted defensive effort. But I don't think you're wrong in saying. I think all of us felt like Zeke coming back off suspension in this game was going to kind of restore things offensively, oh, I, yeah. the way the offense functions. Didn't it look like the defense? Didn't it look like it was going to in the first quarter or so? Oh yeah, absolutely. I I don't, I, don't, I, I never I. What happened was three, and then again three. And then a punch out. Yeah, you know, uh, you 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 you've played. I don't know how many weeks without Zeke and with Six Zeke. Weeks, yeah, and I'm talking about Dez. You played all, and you were calm. Now Zeke get back, and you and you lose it for some reason. Yeah, you you got to keep that same calmness because now you'd went out of character and it hurt you. Yeah, because it. it Wow, I, I, you know what? You know what? And wow. maybe this is a whole nother thing for a whole nother time, but now he opened himself up, in my opinion, for the consideration of like, okay, what do we need to do with his contract? Yeah. What do we? Do? I, and I know, and I know it's not just now. I mean, I, I shouldn't say it as that just that one game, but now you're in a now you're in a state where you're going, okay, it's twenty some odd straight games without a hundred yards. You know, it's I, I've said this a couple of times on Twitter, even as recently as like Sunday morning. I'm, you know, I'm sitting there like, is receiver really that big of a problem for this team? Like these guys can get back on track. 
you know, the the funny joke is like, there's no way all of them forgot how to play in the span of like right. five months, you know? Cause I mean, even they had good training camps. Right. All, all of them did. Right. Um, and then you see this and you're like, how do you defend it? Especially, I mean, the, the $12 million elephant in the room is you put a game like that on tape and that's the last real impression you're going to make. This Eagles game isn't, you know, it's not a sure. big, meaningful game. So that's he, the, your lasting he, impression for the year. Of course, people are going to talk about No, it. he, you know, if you look at the big picture like Rob was talking about and you evaluate the whole team, that's a position you're absolutely going to have to evaluate. And you're going to, and you, as you said at the elephant in the room, is that, okay, this guy is paid this to do what? And if you're not, doing what you're supposed to do, then you've opened yourself up to that, you know, you open yourself up to that, uh, that, that, that scrutiny. And, yeah. you know, I, I think there's a lot of guys on this team that have opened themselves up to scrutiny, which, you know, and you briefly mentioned the quarterback and I, I mean, Dak Prescott did not play well. So no, not at all. No, he had a, he had a bad y- game. You know, I tried, I, I begged and I told everybody when that kid got hit the second time against Atlanta, I said, don't do this to him. Yeah. That's the first thing that hit my mind. I said, because the thing that I call Zeke the MVP every time we get on this show because he covered up all of my man's deficiencies yeah. of being a young quarterback. I'm not saying what he won't be in a year from now, but I'm saying what happens to most young quarterbacks oh, I, that I totally is agree. absence of a run game. Yeah. Well, and that's I guess that's the point I was going to make is I just, you know, looking around Twitter, looking around the different places where you can talk about the Cowboys, there's a lot of criticism of Dak Prescott. And I he didn't have he didn't play a good game and it hasn't been a season that was up to the level of expectation, but Second-year player, too. This game is a fantastic microcosm of just how bad everybody's been. Yeah. I mean, the pick six is arguably the worst throw of Dak's young career, arguably. Just, it's, just it's up there. Just missed him, right? Uh, just trying I'm, to dump yeah. it off and just Feet out of whack, Feet, shoulders yeah. out of whack. Everything I mean, he just had, bad, had yeah. arguably two open men in front of him. Right. Cole Beasley and Jason Witt. Right. Yeah. So, and so I, the reason I bring that up is I'm not trying to absolve Dak of blame, but – his receiver gets stripped on his first reception of the game. His $12 million receiver lets maybe a poorly thrown ball, but still hit both of his hands, bounce off for a red zone interception. Um, his his offensive line doesn't do a great job of protecting him. His running back doesn't do a great job of protecting him. And his offensive coordinator blitz. gave him no help his either. His offensive coordinator, like this, you know, to sit here and try to pin this cluster on one person is a mistake in my opinion. But isn't that kind of where this team goes? Isn't it where all year long it's hard to pin it on one guy? I think there are some games. The losses that you say, well, Garrett took the blame for the loss in Atlanta. There are some games where the coaches didn't do a very good job. There are some games where it's easier than others. Atlanta, for instance. Um, And then there are others where just everything falls apart. I mean, they looked at the the Charger game and said, we got to do something in the secondary. We can't give up a 500-yard passing game anymore. <laughs> it's funny you said that. My my father-in-law on Christmas yesterday was talking to me about the Cowboys, and the way he described it as a fan was whack-a-mole and trying to determine what's wrong with this team. It hasn't been just one thing every year, every every week. It's yeah. been, like you said, they they made efforts to change up the lineup in, in the secondary. That helped uh, with Skandra getting hurt, too. Uh, they lost some experience there, but those guys have been playing well at times. But like Dave said, sometimes it's the receivers, sometimes the offensive line. I think you've got to point out the offensive line. Oh, sure. Especially, you know, during yeah. that three-game losing streak when Tyron was out, he lasts one series in the game yeah. with a sprained knee, Nate. And 
Byron Bell comes in there. Dak, it's not all on him, but Dak winds up getting sacked four times in this game. He yeah. was under a lot of duress. You know, you know, and uh, like I tell people, you know, I used to fight this hard. You know, I ain't talking about a draft until yeah. But I, I, I totally believe this right here, and, and and everybody got their pick. Oh, my pick is what guy you can find in the draft that can come in here and contribute to this team in a meaningful way. I don't care what position it is. We don't need a kicker. Yeah. We got a kicker. We don't need a punter. We got a punter. We got a long snapper. But every other position is wide open in my in my book. Best available. Be- I mean, Center. that can come in and play and impact this team because one thing has been proven over the last eight years that we cannot a- absorb one suspension or one injury. We can't, we can't absorb that. One player leaves, and it's just mass destruction. That's, that's disheartening as a, as a fan. I'm like, wow, we, we lost one guy. We get this guy back, but we lost this guy. Now we can't play? Wow. It's like a game of Jenga almost, or <laughs> like a house of cards. It is. It is. And, you know, there, there's, as Nate said, there's, there's multiple areas they can fix yeah. going forward. And Jerry actually spoke to that on the fan this morning, specifically about the offense, that we've got to look at ways to maximize the skills of Dak Prescott, Zeke, our receivers. We, you know, they still feel the strength of this team's the offensive line. We have a yes. cut of that? Huh? Do we have a cut of Jerry saying that? I don't know if we do. Oh, man, okay. But, but he the did day say, after Christmas, Nate, we're only going to oh, do so much. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, you know, me and Broadus work, you know. Hey, <laughs> hey. You know, but I, I think that when when that that's when Jerry – I think that's Jerry's way of saying, Scott Linehan, why didn't you run the ball on the one-yard line? Well, he actually said that earlier in the segment. Yeah. That he – you know, and he says, look, I second-guess a lot of things. He thought they should have uh, gone for it at, at around the goal line in Oakland. He was yeah. right, by the way. Yeah, but, you know, that was his feeling. To your point, Brian, about this game the other night is that uh, pound it with Zeke. He's the guy that was getting five yards a pop for you earlier in the game. See, this is where I think the frustration level of the owner was that he was excited to have Zeke back. And he was excited to, like, think, okay. And, Dave, you, you sat there over my shoulder all week long. And remember I kept turning around saying, mm-hmm. boy, look at Jacksonville running in here. Oh, look at the Rams running in here. Brian likes to mutter his notes to himself while he watches tape. Yeah. I kept seeing on the one, two-yard line, teams running the football in, and I, I just cannot believe. I think the direct quote was, well, these guys do not want to stop you on the goal line. They don't. They don't. And, that, and that's the problem I had. You know, and I, 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 I like to – if you're going to lose, you're going to lose at all. You know, you're With gonna, your best player. Yeah. That's that, and Nate made that point in our postgame show. He's like, how could you not hand the ball to him? How can you not do that? And to me, that's where that's where sometimes, and I've been accused of this, or not accused, I say it all the time. Coaches take turn to the trainer, and take, give me the two stupid pills and a cup of Gatorade, and let's go. You know, I've never called a third down defense. I've never called plays, but you know what? I always tried to find my guys players that could help the coach. And every time, I mean, they found a player that can successfully get the ball in the end zone. Why not use him in that situation? See, that's where I that's where I have a problem with this. Well, and that's probably Brian, that's probably the hottest topic coming out of this game. Is I that just, decision well, around the goal line, just real quick, just to yeah, reset it. Yeah. First and goal from the three yard line. After the Witten pass, yeah. You're down twenty one twelve midway through the fourth quarter. Yeah. They have an RPO run pass option with Dak. And you can argue that Dak made the right read 
in terms of the, w- the way the front looked. Right. Did they score? They didn't score. May- now the question that fans and observers are saying, Nate, is do you take it out of your quarterback's hands and say, let's just run the football? Who's your best player? Zeke. See, that's where I'm that, – and we've seen the RPO backfire a couple different times. Nate, Nate feels a type of way about this. We, feel, it, we saw the RPO struggle yeah. at opening day against the Giants. We saw the RPO – I was going to say, this same sequence happened against the Giants. Yeah, before. and then the, the RPO failed against the Packers where you should have run the ball and kept the clock going where they threw the, the fade to Dez. I – now, I understand. In the intro, and oh my God. If you, if you have somebody other than Ezekiel Elliott running the ball, I understand the RPOs. I do. I get it. I would even, and I, I'm not trying to defend it. Please, God, don't think I am. But it's, <laughs> it's worked. It's it worked has. at times this year. Yes. Throws to Beasley, throws to Witten. But you did, but that's without, but, that's six games. It's worked this year, but without Ezekiel in the lineup. Am I right about that? I, I, I want to say they did it against Green Bay when Zeke was there, and, and the Chiefs for that matter. They've done it in games where he was there because he's a hell of a, he's a hell of a bait. This is, no, he is a hell of right. a bait, but the problem the problem is the problem is though you didn't need to be cute down and there. That's that, that's that's, that's where a, I fall on it. This which is, is a game. This is a game where you weren't going to have a whole hell of a lot of opportunities. You've got to score right there. You cannot. If I would rather go down, I would rather die. Yeah, I would rather no. die handing the ball to my best guy, and again, than I would trying to make 50-50 throws. I'm, I, I'm not interested in defending it. I think maybe, maybe I defend it a little harder if it's the first quarter, if it's a scoreless game. But you're down two possessions in in crunch time. Just you need that touchdown. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Nate, I don't have the audio for you, but when we come back, I'll read you the quote from Jerry Jones about right. that yeah. fateful drive, the end of the drive in the fourth quarter with the Cowboys trailing 21-12. They ultimately lose and are knocked out of playoff contention. When we come back on Talking Cowboys, we'll get more into that game as well as looking forward to Philly in the finale and beyond next. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. 
John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas size deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. This is the Talkin' Cowboys Break, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. A true cowboy loves his freedom, guys. Tommy John gives you that feeling of freedom where it counts with a contour pouch that nestles you in fabrics Mm. you can barely feel. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Heck of a holiday gift, don't you think? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Tommy John. That's right. Welcome back to Hanging with the Cowboys break. And call in line, by the way, if you'd like to give us a call, 214-872-2102. Recap, Cowboys lost 21-12 to Seattle, knocking them out of the playoffs. All right, Nate, I got your quote for you. Okay. Jerry Jones about that drive near the goal line, fourth quarter. Cowboys driving inside the three-yard line. He says... Yes, hindsight, he would have run the football with Zeke. He said, quote, I think those are our best opportunities in those short-yarded situations. Even though they've got their lines stacked, I think those are our best opportunities to use what we do best. Our strength is our offensive line. We've got Dak in there. Our strength is to make short-yardage plays. Zeke is probably the best in short-yardage weapon we've had in many, many years around here, end quote. That was on the fan this morning. So, run the damn ball. Pretty much. That's on the head coach, though, too. Head coach has the ability to click over and say, Scott, what do you got? What are we doing here? Uh, I'm thinking about going sprint right up. No, Scott, we gonna, we need to run the ball here. Let's come on. Let's pound it in there a couple of times, see what we got. Let's go. You know, that's on the head coach. I understand that Jason Garrett likes to let, you know, Scott Linehan call plays. I get that. You know, don't don't always be an observer there. And, I, and may, hey, you know what? Maybe I might be totally wrong about this. Maybe he clicked over and said, Hey, run the ball, and Scott talked him out of it. I I don't know that, but I I do know the head coach has to manage the game, and he and that's a responsibility there. You're seeing how your defense you 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 have got to feel like if you're if you're if you're uh, Jason Garrett that if you get a touchdown there, you can get a stop and get the ball back and maybe score again. With the way they've been playing, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the way the defense held in, held up in that game. Sometimes I always give Garrett. I get on him about this because he doesn't know the condition of his team. He should have seen the condition of his his defense was in a, in a good in a good way. It's a good point. Like we, yeah, you talk about Green Bay where yeah. you need to be you need to see that your defense your probably defense, isn't up to that. Your defense can't get a stop at the end of the day. They were up to it yesterday. Though, yeah, they, they were Sunday. They so. were. That's what I'm saying. Is a head coach, you've got to walk over to the OC or click over and say, "Hey, we need a touchdown now." I have now. a simple simple question. You know. If they would have kicked from the three yard line, how how far would that field goal would have been? Twenty yards. Twenty yards. 21. Twenty yards. Yeah, twenty one yards. And what was the miss? Thirty four. Yeah, you had four, yeah, four, you had a thirty four one and on, a, on a miss and a forty eight. Both ones. Because Broaddus was saying, "Hey Nate, you hey they still missed the field goal." I said, "Well, Broaddus, now you kicking the field goal, an extra fourteen, fifteen yards." Yeah. I mean, that, that could have been a difference. If you would just say, hey, man, we ain't running the ball. Let's just kick this field goal, and we'll try, go, go for onside kick. I, 
I mean, it's just it's just too many scenarios that favors the Cowboys taking a chance and dominating this game and taking the they, momentum. We, it's just too many chances they had. We t- the coach likes to talk about putting players in player in positions to make plays. We'll do it then. Be that guy. You know, if you if you if you're gonna put put your running back in a position to make play. Well, and and also the thing that gets me about it is, okay, yes, the way the look was, RPO, all right, you you go to a pass read. I got it. But how many times have we seen them line up on fourth and one? They did it in Oakland, even without Zeke in the game, and say, we don't care. Yeah. Our offensive line is going to move the pile. And and that's what they do with Zeke in the lineup. With Zeke out of the lineup, they don't if, they don't if, care. If you're paying your offensive line the money they are, and I mean I know Tyron wasn't in there, but Zach and Travis were, and you're 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 paying your running back a lot, top four money, five four point five five million dollars a year. Just yep. do it. Like I that's I could I could picture it with crystal clarity. Jason Garrett said, you know, it's it's hard to run in those situations. Like the, this is the NFL. Well. You supposedly have the best in the business at yeah. doing that type of stuff. You created doubt in the quarterback's mind on the throw. Because what you did was on the RPO, the best RPOs they've had this year have been with throwing the ball to who? Jason Witten? Or Beasley. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Witten stays in the block. Yeah. yeah. Witten's blocking. Now you got Beasley. So what you did was though, where the where the safety was where the safety was playing, he he said even in the postgame, he said the, the read wasn't clean. He didn't. He had doubt, and why even create doubt in his mind? See, take the doubt away. That's the other thing. It, okay, it's hard to run down by the goal line. Probably pretty hard to throw down there with. He'll get. Beasley did a great job getting open. Guys like the Earl problem, Thomas. Hanging Earl out Thomas is playing. Yeah, you know, you get a guy flashes right in front of your face on the read. The 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 the, uh, the, the Frank Clark goes so far down inside, and now there's the linebacker standing right there. So he's not going to be able. Prescott's not going to be able to run the ball. You know, he's not going to be able to run it in like we've seen him before off the read option stuff. And now you got Earl Thomas standing in the middle there in, the, in those line of sight. So you've created doubt. To me, what's the most simple thing to do? Hand the ball to Zeke, let everybody fire off the ball and try and score. It's been a theme for this whole year, I think, is outsmarting yourself. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, th- this was a time you didn't need to outsmart yourself. You know, if you want to look cute and all that on national TV – game of the week and all that, do it when you're up by 14. Do it when you're up by 17. That's not a time to be cute. That's a time to go get the touchdown. Let's let's take it, let's keep as much time on the clock as we can, get the points, and our defense is playing out of their mind. That's a bad play call by Scott Linehan because he should know what the defense is doing. He gets points there. He gets a touchdown there. He's like, damn, I'm going to get this ball back. I'm going to get this ball back with a chance to win. 21-19 with how many minutes to play? Yeah. Hey, let me, Six, let me seven ask minutes you this right here, brothers. What did you see on film with our receivers, man? What, what did you see? Because this, what this, did you see? I said this morning on Twitter, this quarterback does not have faith throwing a contested ball. He really doesn't. You know, And I'm not saying that they were covered every single play, but he's just not going to throw a contested ball. He's seen it clang up in the air too many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's like, well, Dak's got this problem. Dak is not perfect. He's a second-year quarterback. He's got, a lot of, he's got a lot of faults, but he's got a lot of good things about him too. The mobility, the toughness, the willingness to try and make plays. Is his mechanics good? No, we talk about that. The coordinators try and make him play from the pocket? Yeah. He's played well from the pocket at times. But you, you as receivers – 
you know, if if he's got no confidence in throwing a tight window ball, he's not going to throw anybody open. You know, that's a problem. It's a big problem. There's no separation there. He throws a ball. He throws a ball to to, to Brian in the flats, an eight yard gain. He gets punched out. He throws a ball inside. I mean, the Terrence Terrence Williams actually made a couple of plays where he had some good routes. Couple in a row. Couple where he yeah. where he was able to separate against. That's what you got to have. Ball was a little high a couple times. Terrence was able to adjust, but to throw a contested ball with these guys, every time it's happened, he's been punished. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. He's not an accurate quarterback. He's not accurate. To, I mean, you know, he now the biggest problem with him is when he's not throwing well on the move. Now you've got issues. Yeah, that's all. That's his well, game. And, that is his game. And you talked about how they adjust. Te- teams adjusted against him without Zeke in the lineup. Zeke comes back. Maybe you get some of that boot waggle stuff going a little bit. Seattle did a good job taking that away yeah. too. Yeah. What that was the ball he threw? He threw a ball. He year. threw a contested ball. He booted to the right. Threw a contested ball to Noah Brown oh, on yeah. the sideline. Noah Brown can you know couldn't come up with it. But the, the the corners all over him. There's nothing there. He it, they bring they bring Terrence Williams underneath. He's covered. I mean, it's you know the things that the things the strength of his game when they get taken away, then all of a sudden now you're in trouble offensively. So why not why not just hand the damn ball off on the goal line and get a score? <laughs> we bring it right back around. No, but that's what it really is. No, I hear yeah. you. See, coaches like to say, oh, we, you know, we want to just put our players in best positions to make plays. Okay, if you do call a successful play or you do call a play that should work and the players aren't doing it, then that's something. That's something because that's a, that that happens. But but this but this 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 was inexcusable on the goal line. Because your defense was playing well enough to win that football game. Yep. You could have got a stop. You could have got a ball back. Heck, maybe maybe they punt it to you and all of a sudden Switzer gets you 20, 25 yards on a return. Now you're now you're in business. Mm-hmm. You, you, didn't even give, you didn't even give yourself a chance. Hmm. How did you feel about the way Zeke ran overall leading up to that series we're I didn't think about. he was in great shape myself. Started off fast, yeah. But, but do you the, think as the game wore on, I maybe? think I think he got. You never see Elliott come off the oh, field. Football shape, yeah. He's not in you football. You can run shape. the sands. Oh, you can run sand dunes. You can get out yeah. of the Sahara Desert and run the sand. Right. When somebody started hitting you, yeah, it's a different story. Yeah. I thought overall, football shape was. I, I, that's, I think he was nice. Physical was, shape, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it looked good, but but well, football shape, no. How many carries? Twenty six. Is that what we said? I think so. I didn't bring my stats. I think I see. I, that's what I thought it would get. Twenty four. The game, I was telling everybody, I said he'll probably yeah. get about twenty six carries. People are like, man, give it to him thirty. I don't know. Twenty four for ninety seven. He had eleven, as you mentioned, Dave, in the first quarter. So he won't probably be playing this week. Well, we that's, can, that's another discussion we could have next segment. What I happens wouldn't. next week? Nah, I mean, why would he? But maybe not. I mean, yeah, you're out for six weeks. Maybe you're not in football shape. I thought, I thought he was good. I thought he, no, no, he I'm was not saying he was, I wouldn't say he was bad. I'm just saying though, it looked like how, how many times did, did he kind of take himself out of, out of the, out of the game? Honestly, like, I mean, I hadn't really thought about this till we start talking about it. And no, in the second half, at least two or three times, yeah, at least. Yeah. Yeah. That's Which, not like him. But it's not, but six weeks off and what? Totally one, agree. 28 total carries. I'm not going to kill him for that. No, and you shouldn't, but they should have handed it to him but, again one more time down on the goal line. How, how similar is this game to 
to that Giants game to open the season, with the the difference being that the the Cowboys didn't gift the Giants 21 points. He was a sharp running at first half. It was tough running for Zeke. He, I think he finished with 108. He had his long on the day was probably 11. Dak had accuracy issues, couldn't get on the same page with Dez. They goofed at the goal line and had to settle for how many field, field goals did they kick in that game? It was 19. Was the I think they kicked four field goals and scored a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Sounds a lot like what we watched on Sunday, except that they didn't goof the hell up and give them basically 14 easy, very easy points. It was just just inconsistent and inefficient across the board on I, offense. I know we keep going back to this last series, and it's a huge one in the fourth quarter, the, or the one in question down around the goal line. But, God, you know, you start in the first quarter, and you look at the way Zeke was running. Yeah. It was, it was their third series where they first got a field goal to go up 3-0. Five yards, six yards, six yards, four yards, five yards. I mean, it was yeah, like – he was killing them. It, it was like, okay, they're not going to stop him. And it felt like at some point these five-yard runs were going to turn in the second half, turn into eight, nine, maybe breaks a big one. But Never he, had that opportunity, but you know, did he? No, not really. But yeah. we're talking about you know that goal line play at the end. And that, that first scoring drive at the start of the second quarter, they get to the 18-yard line of Seattle, and they go empty, and they throw two passes. Yeah and wind up with a field goal. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want a second-guess play calling, you can look at that one too, I guess. The other, Well, the other thing that's funny there is, and it feels like it happens every week for one reason or another, and I can hear Jason Garrett talking about it, is like, you know, the circumstances dictate what you do. So you go empty, you kick that field goal. Next time you get the ball, Dez loses the ball on, uh, on first down or second down, whatever it was. That's a whole possession where Zeke's not playing a role. Yeah. Then you get the ball back, and you're in a two-minute situation, and you're minimizing Zeke just because of the circumstances of the game. So for a variety of reasons, you've taken your best player out of most of the second quarter after featuring him for the entire you know, first. The, right. The yeah. shame of it all is the shame of it all is we still waiting on a receiver to make a serious play, yeah, in a serious Hasn't game. Often. Yeah, two big, your two chunk plays were both PIs. That was your best offense for a large yeah. stretch of there. Now, Nate, and, and that was Dak running and throwing for hope. Because it, yeah, and it, it got to the point in the, late in the fourth quarter where it was like, okay, you need something at that final drive. Just chuck it up yeah. because they're calling that flag. But hey, Nate, to your point, Des did get a, a big thirty-three yard completion. Yeah. On the crossing route. Set him up. Yeah. What happened on the next play? Exactly. That's that's been the issue with this offense is just that consistency part of it. it is uh and now you could say Dak didn't throw a great ball, but it was two hands with Dez and argue should have caught the pass. My issue is this. We got receivers and 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 I don't know what Sanu is. I don't know what the guy for Atlanta is, the second team guy for Atlanta. Uh, uh, the second. You mean Sanu, Mohammed Sanu? Yeah, he's yeah. he's your two. And then behind well, Jones, yeah, yeah. So and there's another guy that uh, Cincinnati. He they let both of these guys go. Yeah. Uh, and I think he plays for Detroit. I could be wrong. Marvin Jones. You don't. When you're a number two receiver, one thing you don't do is drop the ball. Yeah. That, that's you know, cause you're taking advantage of single coverage. Mm-hmm. Now, my, my question is, I'm trying to find some answers. Did you see a lot of doubling in against our receivers this past game? Was they, they With Dez, they did. Okay. Okay. Dez, so, where, where was Tyron Williams? Where's Williams? Well, see, Williams, I didn't think was terrible. 
He was all he was all right. A couple yeah. first down but, catches. But, all right, let's so I'm what I'm trying to figure out was the quarterback just that bad? Quarterback wasn't good. Okay, so well, let's let's be honest here. What option really is Terrence Williams in this offense? Four or five? Is yeah. he really a two? No. So I'm saying he's the, he's your fourth or fifth option. Okay, okay. Well, who was the no, second I'm just, option? I'm not trying to. I'm, I'm not trying to jump. Okay, I'm, no, no, I'm agreeing with you then. Okay, that's and I'm trying to find answers. Yeah. Okay, if he's if he's the fourth option, well, who was the second option behind Dez? Probably probably Beasley. Well, what happened? That's exactly right. See, that's exactly I, right. I, I, I'm through with. Is Dez great? Is this great? Who who needs to be the guy? Who need who needs to? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If we look at the one one guy and it's taken away, that you can't cover everybody. And what I mean by that is you have to be an athlete at some point and say, "I'm getting over. I'm getting over. Yeah, I'm making this play for my yeah. quarterback yeah. because Tony think- Romo wasn't fortunate enough to he had to learn with subpar receivers. Yeah. Then once he learned, he helped his receivers. Now it's time for our receivers who's been here for four years, three, four. Now it's time for you to help the young quarterback. By, by, by some time, not all the time, but by some time catching some of these passes. Fair point, Nate. This can be, I mean, this is a little big picture for two days after week 16. We're not even technically done with the season, but that's that's a baffling, that's a puzzle that this team has to figure out because I can look everywhere else on this team and I can kind of come to a really logical conclusion about what they need to do. All right, your your linebacker depth was really tested this year. You mm-hmm. need to you need to sign if you want to re-sign Anthony Hitchens or draft a guy or bring in a free agent. You know, mm-hmm. uh, your your defensive linemen that have had successful seasons are coming up on contracts. You you got to tag them. You got to figure out what you want to do with David Irving. Put a tender on him. You're gonna let him go for a draft pick. You're gonna bring him back. All that's really easy. Uh, your your running back. He he had a suspension. He's he's been in, in overly scrutinized by the league. You're he's one, one your, strike away he's from one strike away from yeah. big problems. You're one of your running backs is a free agent. All right, you need to figure that out. All of this is really easy. Look at your wide receivers. All of them are are under contract for good money. There there's not an easy way away from any of them. And yet, I think we can all agree that that that's a problem spot for this team, right? I don't think Terrence Williams was terrible in this game. He wasn't. Four targets, four catches, 44 yards, no, he 45 wasn't. yards. He wasn't terrible. I, but I see, I mean, is he, was that? Was the that, problem, I think, lies that if, if he's the best performance among your receivers. He was better than your one. That's what I'm saying. If, yeah. if, that, if four for 44 is the best day of your receivers, that's what's not good. See, that's, that's, that's the, Nate's point, I believe. Yeah. You, it, it comes a point where you as a coaching staff, a scouting staff, hey, you got – Every team lock it mm-hmm. for for Seattle. Uh, what's the other kid? His no, his main receiver. I can't think. Baldwin. 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 Baldwin and Richard. I mean, it, I, I promise you, and I could be wrong, but when Seattle has had a little bit better offensive line, Baldwin has came up big. Yeah, Good lock player. it. When he's had a little bit better, well, we got a little bit better offensive line with a young quarterback, and we have not had. A serious threat for for twenty one games, twenty two games. We've not had a serious threat. No, and uh, everybody expected Zeke to come in and 
return from suspension and make everything better, and it wasn't. And 12 points, four field goals for Dan Bailey. I thought he was going to help the OC, and the OC didn't take the help. Yeah. I, I really didn't. Didn't work out. All right, let's take our final break. We got one caller holding. Hang on, Nick. We'll get you when we come back after the break and continue breaking down week 16. Look ahead to week 17 as well. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.com cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer near you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. This is the Talkin' Cowboys Break, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Hey, Rob, do you know why Papa John's pizza tastes so great? Why, Dave? It's the ingredients like the veggies that are never frozen and the pepperoni, which is 100% pork and beef. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. There it is. Thank you, Davey. Welcome back to Hanging with the Talkin' Cowboys Break. One segment left, about 15 minutes left in the show inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Thanks for joining us. Hope everybody had a great holiday. Wasn't the best Christmas Eve result you could ask for if you're a Cowboys fan. Uh, but we'll let's check in with the fan. What's up, Brian? I'm laughing at Dave's watch. I looked down. It's oh, it's not. A, it's it's not 10 set. o'clock. It's not set. Is that a new watch? <laughs> it is a new watch. Ah. It's not set. Did you just like put it out of the box on your wrist? I just grabbed it out of my dresser on my way to work and didn't think about it. I looked down and you said we have one set. more segment. So I looked down at Dave's watch and it was like... <laughs> I I, I grabbed it and I put it on and I went to work and I didn't even think about the fact that it's So what set. movie was you watching before you left the house Friday the 13th? Why would I be watching Friday you the 13th? Grab a shirt with Jason. <laughs> oh. <laughs> God, what's going on here? Just everybody I'm sorry, Dave. Oh, no. I just That's I was, your signature play. Well, I was talking good, at the Dave. time and I looked down it's, just because I didn't want, I didn't want to like look at my don't watch. Let them bother you. Don't 12, let them shake you. It's 12. Hellman. What the 16. Wait, what the so hell? but when you buy a new watch, do you have to set the time or do they 
Uh, you, you, you usually have to set. He it. got his set fresh it. out of the box. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm he saying. Didn't, he didn't get his. That was like, uh, that was no, like, that was honestly, like a stocking yeah. stuffer, and he just didn't <laughs> no. even set it. You know what happened is I wore the last time I wore this was in Oakland, and it was set to California time, and I hadn't touched it since, and now I put it on without thinking about it. Okay, is that okay? But it wasn't even close to California time. Yeah, was it says midnight right now. It's, it? it was it was at ten o'clock, right? And it's yeah. twelve here. It's so. twelve fifteen. Uh, uh, whatever. Why are we doing this? I just I was just because I didn't want to look at my watch. Man. You know, I didn't want to look down at my watch, so I thought I'd just look at yours. And then that's I, lazy. That's that's what you just said was totally yeah, lazy. Yeah, look at your own bro. watch instead of mine. How yeah. about that? You know what? Wow. I don't. Nate's. You know, Nate's though. Nate's the guy that's got a twenty-five thousand dollar watch. And looks at his phone for the time. I, 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 that's no, you just did worse than me looking at this guy's watch across. You know I, what? I feel like that's what we all do now. I feel like watches are just decorations. It's, yeah, it's an that's accessory. It's an accessory. I don't look yeah. at this thing to tell time. I just didn't want to be rude and look at my watch in, in front of you. Well, you yeah. got the TVs cut off because you used to sit up and stare at the TVs. That's rude. I'll and you, you got what, a show to do. Yeah, at least I don't look at my phone. Some of the folks on our <laughs> staff do that. Well, that being said, we still got. Boy, we're a bunch of haters right now. I just checked the time. We got th- we got 13 minutes. All right, let's go for it. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to draw you off sides. No, today. you're good, man. We still T-shirt, got a call, sorry. Kent. Who we got online? Yeah, Nick, go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, Brian, the NFL is surely a strange lady. It is indeed. Uh, <laughs> Nate, uh, happy belated birthday. Uh, Thank one you. of my favorite all-time favorite players of all time. Um. Yesterday or the other day, it was definitely a heartbreaking loss. Uh, I feel like the Cowboys—they've you know—they've done this the past uh, few seasons where when they're when they're on, they're really on, and uh, sometimes they just go out there and lay an egg. And they 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 were definitely they're definitely a better team than the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I'm not I'm not looking for the uh, head coach to be fired. Um, you know, both coordinators are really good. Uh, I think Marinelli gets all all that he can out of the guys. And, um, you know, for the offensive coordinator, they can go on there and put up 30 points. And then, uh, you know, other games, they just they just don't show up. But uh, I'm really disappointed with, with Dez this season. You know, when when he's having those off games, last last game is pretty much just shut down on the, on the sideline. And, you know, we've all wanted him to be the next Michael Irvin. And uh, I was kind of disappointed about his motivation. I was, Hoping that he'd be pumping up the guys and getting everybody back into it. Um, so I think that the team really needs to look at a new number one. And Terrence, Terrence Williams, after he catches the ball, he's got to keep moving. He catches the ball, kind of looks at the marker, and then goes down. He needs he needs to keep it keep it moving so those yards after yards after the catch. And uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for holding. And by the way, he, he brought up Jason Garrett. Just wanted to point out, uh, Jerry on the fan this morning reiterated uh, Jason, quote, his job is not an issue here at all, end quote. So Jason Garrett will be back. I know there was speculation maybe Jerry would look at a head coaching change. Not going to happen. But he mentioned he covered a lot of ground there. He covered Dez. He covered Terrence Williams. I was going to say, that's that's about as complimentary as I could expect a fan call to be. But, like, I don't know what y'all's mentions have looked like the last two days. Oh, mine, mine, yeah. They're trying, to, they're trying to fire the security guards here at the Star, sure. in my mentions. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know where to start with that. I mean, j- job status is what it is. I do – I mean, if you're reading between the lines, Jerry Jones has twice now said – 
that Jason that he feels good about Jason Garrett. He has not extended that confidence to any other coach on the staff. He has not said, you know, I feel good about this guy or that guy, or I like where our offense or our defense is, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, you can read between the lines with that if you want to. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what that means, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's some type of change on the coaching staff at some point in the next few weeks. I think naturally there'll be change. Yeah, and that's just the nature of the business. Yeah, you have guys that that are currently will be not under contract. I'm not going to get into names and stuff, but I do know for a fact there's six or seven guys right now they're in the last year of their deal, and again, it's something that the you know the organization doesn't speculate about it and or, or talk about contracts. And so I don't feel it's my place to either. But I do know that there are several guys. I would not be surprised if there's turnover. I don't know if it will come from the coordinator spot. Yeah. But several of the position coaches are in that mode right now where they do they're in the last year of their contract, and it might naturally be a way of the team saying, okay, we want to move on. Just give an example. We want to move on from wide receiver. We want to move on from defensive back. We want to move on from linebacker. I mean, there's others. There's ways to move on, uh, you know, with uh, because just because of naturally the contracts not being uh, being there. So I, I do think there's going to be some changes. I think there's. I think this when we get to next week, this time next week, there'll be a lot of coaches around yeah. the league. Oh that, well, yeah. That, that, I mean, so Black Monday. The, yeah, the Cowboys will be able to say, okay, what coach, you know, from another team. Does Jason Garrett, you know, who fits this, who fits that? And then you can uh, go from there. What are you laughing about over there, Nathaniel? Uh, because I believe this. If a player can't get open or a player can't do his There's job. There's no doubt about that. If a player can't do his job, you get rid of the player. If a player needs help in getting open and being who he needs to be, that's the coach's job. You get rid of Des Bryant? Who, me? Yeah. I don't know what they do with Dez, but I, I I do know this right here that you can't repeat what just happened this season. I agree. You, you can't. He's repeat. left himself. He's so, let his 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 performance this year has left himself open. You can't for that for that, that for that year. question. Absolutely, yeah. and that that happens. But you can say that about a lot of guys. Here. That that happens anytime in football. I mean, that's that's the business of the league. Is your see because he's been hurt. Yep. That's, okay, that's so quite what, be a possibility so what, as well. What do you judge his performance off of? Okay, because the last few years he's been hurt. So okay, he had a down year, but was second it year sport? quarterback. Yeah. yeah, so you blame it on 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 the quarterback. But let me say this right here, because this is what I do believe: is you either expand your route tree and be a better receiving and and plus catch the ball, or you becomes you become a role player. Role players don't make twelve point five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Role players don't make that. It, it's like I mean, you're either you're either overperforming a cheap contract or underperforming a big contract in the NFL. Like how many guys are just like adequately paid and nobody really thinks about it? Tony O'Brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> you worry about paying Demarcus Lawrence? Am I worried? Like, am I worried about their ability to do it? You worry about handing him seventeen million dollars on a franchise tag? Well, it, not it, really. It, one year guaranteed. One year. Who's been more consistent to earn their contract, Des or Demarcus Lawrence, over the course of the year or this year? I mean, just to get the big deal. Now we. Now you could probably. I didn't use Tyron Crawford because that's that's kinda, a little bit of a different. That's conversation. a different. That's a different the, conversation. Oh, I mean, the, the the resume that Des put up to earn that contract is far superior. I mean, you're talking about four years worth. Of, we blaming him or we blaming the quarterback for him? 
I think, like, I think, as with everything else in football, it goes hand in hand a little bit. I mean, Des, I think, would be a better player with a more veteran, confident quarterback like a Tony Romo. And I think when they signed that deal, they expected him to have Tony Romo for two or three more years, and he got two games. I think that's worth pointing out. But then I look at it at the same time, and I think about New York when Dak put it right on his face mask and it went right between his hands. And I think about Sunday when they were down near the red zone. And I, I don't care if it wasn't a perfectly thrown ball. Go find the screen cap where it cr- bounces off both of his hands. Yeah, uh, you're making twelve million dollars. No, it, it hit him year. in his hands. Yeah, both hands plural with an S. I like. I can't. I don't care if it wasn't a well thrown ball. Al catch that ball. Jeffries has the same thing. Okay, you, you can say that this quarterback for Philadelphia is better than Dak. That's fine. But Alshon Jeffries to me is is is, is Dez. He's catching the ball, brother. Which, well, okay, all right, go back one year. Was anybody, Dez did not have a year that measured up to that type of contract, but was anybody killing him for it? He had what, 50 receptions for 700, 800 yards and eight touchdowns? Hurt. Missed a couple games. Missed three games, yeah. I think. And he was, he was a deep threat. He had big gains against Pittsburgh. He had big gains against Minnesota. Pittsburgh was and, his last 100 yard game, right? This year? Or uh, last well, year? No, I think he went for 100 in the playoffs, didn't he? And I'll say this to some degree. Maybe. No. It's 20, 20 uh, straight okay, games. Yeah. And to some degree, when Zeke is the focal point of your offense, you got to look at num- receiver numbers a little yeah. differently. He knows I he's mean, in a running offense. Yeah. He knows and, that. And, that. and I guess that's my point is he did not oh, have – having none of this. He did not have mind-boggling – Talk about last year. Talk about last year. Uh, let me ask you this here. Oh, Nate's, it, it don't, Nate's doesn't it comes it. A, Doesn't it come become a point, though, where your numbers call – and you are that guy. No, and it's that's time to make plays. We're, we're saying the same thing. No, 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 we're question. saying the same thing. We're saying no, the same thing. It, last year, he was not putting up those types of numbers to justify that money, but you felt that it was still worth it because within the framework of the offense, he made plays when he was called upon. All that he didn't drop obvious catch, all that type of stuff. And then this year, it just it hasn't looked anything like right. that. Is he getting paid for an offense that isn't suited to his talents? But that's my point. It it's not. But he made it work last year. I, nobody felt bad about Dez last year. I thought everything combined between the rookie quarterback, between the injury, between the style of offense they wanted to run. I thought he was solid. I th- like he was a good number one receiver. He gave you a big play threat. He made big plays when they called his number. He I hasn't done that this year. He he's right though. I mean, when when your number's called, go make a play. I mean, he's no, right. He's I know. Right well, about yeah, and, and you look at the he's game right the about night. That. Would sure. you agree with Would you agree with me that the difference between even last year and this year is like night and day? Oh yeah, it doesn't even look like the same player. Yeah. Like last year, he looked like Dez in an offense that wasn't suited for him. Right now, he just—I don't know what he is. He's—he's—it's it, been a terrible year across the board. Let's grab one more call before we get out of here, Kent. Brian. Hello, Kent. Hello, who we got? Go ahead, Brian. Kent, who do we got? Brian. What's up, Brian? Hey, guys. Call Brian. Oh, oh, there we go. Hey, hi. Brian. What's up? Hey, sorry about that. No problem. Hey, uh, it's a pleasure talking with you gentlemen uh, today. I just um, uh, I wanted to say a quick thing to uh, Cowboys Nation because I know Dave kind of mentioned that uh, you know your Twitter mentions are um, looking pretty you know dumpster fiery lately. Um, and I just wanted to say you know it's it's one thing to take a game so seriously that we that you know that we had the other day and that was an awful game. It was terrible, but. Um, you know, just consider this. Consider how great it is that all these people have the luxury of being upset over a football game. You know, a lot of people in the world don't have that. 
privilege that don't have that luxury. So that's, um, you know, that's something definitely to consider um, in the relative scheme of things for sure. Right. So tis the season and all that for uh, that. Thank you. Um, my question is, what would be your preference for the first round pick? Uh, wide receiver, linebacker, Roquan Smith, Calvin Ridley, you know, what, do you, what would you guys look at the strongest at the first round? And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the call. 121 days to the draft. That's we, the age-old question. You want to make that call in one minute? <laughs> you want to name the first yeah. round pick? It, well, it's uh, that's what I tried to get into a minute ago. Is he's trying to get a position? I didn't. I didn't want to believe wide receiver was that big of a need, and I, I feel like I have to reconsider everything I thought. Um, and it's you can't just pinpoint one position four months in advance. But what spot you picking in right now, Dave? I mean, I said 17? go. Uh, I think it's technically nineteen right now. Okay, depending on what happens, you're on the cusp, uh, Nate. You hear can't, me out, Nate. Here, you, just real quick, you can't climb any higher than about sixteen. Yeah. Okay. Hear me out on this one. If you sit there in the nineteenth hole, you're on the cusp of not getting a first round player. Yeah. You're on the very right. edge of getting. And I've only done about twenty five guys right now in terms of grades, first round, grades. first round grades, yeah. and and this group traditionally will have between 18 and 22 guys on that board if but you're right on the cusp of not getting a first round guy if it's me I've, I've been saying linebacker and safety for a month and I think you have to throw a wide receiver into that mix at, at this point having seen what we've seen is that does that sound about right I, I look at the look at the issues look at the issues you have at linebacker you have to look at Sean Lee's health you have to look at Jalen Smith. What's his health situation going to yep. be? And Anthony you're likely Hitchens. not. And Anthony Hitchens is likely gone. You're going to have to draft linebackers here. Yeah. And you and you can't and you get and you've got to make sure that you hit on those linebackers. And with the with the thing with Smith from Georgia, he's a will linebacker. He's an off ball. As long as they can get on the field. Yeah. And, and and contribute. I don't I don't care what they are. As long as, but no more sitting on the bench for eight, nine, ten games. Taco. It, it, Mr. Charles. Hey, our guy, our guys played pretty well the last two or three weeks, though. Let's, that's some... because they letting him play. Yeah, they letting him play. You know, I mean, let the guys play, man. You don't. Draft they did these. That they high. did these these corners and safety. They yeah, put those guys out there. Yep, they sure did. The one guy they really didn't let play is is Switzer. Yeah, surprised by that. No. Aside from returns, no. offensively, no. the no. slot they had him at, they wasn't going to take the tight end off the field. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it comes down to a lot of times, right? So you're saying linebacker just – I want a firm answer from you. Yeah, no, linebacker. linebacker. I, I think, yeah. I, you look at the position, but you you made a good argument for wide receivers. So did Nate. You know, you made – very – I think, but the problem is you've got you've got guys that are contractually yeah, tied to you right know, now. I don't know what to do about that. Yeah, whatever position that can help us win. I'm tired of getting one injury and we we can't play. Mm-hmm. We, we I mean we we miss one player and we can't play. Nate's going best available. Just play him. Yeah, and help this team, team win immediately. Yeah. So when we have an injury, we won't. We lost Sean Lee, and all of a sudden we putting up the biggest billboard. Hey, we, you know what? We only have the team without Sean Lee. Oh, we got this guy back. Oh, but we missing Tyron. Come on, man. You mentioned That's Demarcus Lawrence, and I, I will say he's back. I mean, whether it's a franchise tag, whether it's an extension, you've got to bring him back. You think that's worth it? I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if you have Nate a choice. Just, Nate, Dave just told not. me tacos. Taco gave no, him a little stop. hope. Stop! Don't do this. No, I'm just. I mean, no. I'm asking. Yeah, I, I see what you're doing. You're doing seventeen million dollars. So what else are you going to do? You're going to tag him. 
Okay. You finally, you finally have a pass rush that is at least respectable, if not outright good. Arguably your best defensive player this year. So you're tagging, of, well, I mean, you're tagging B, him with the you're signing him long term? I'll figure that out. I don't know. I, I'll figure that out. Just, but you can't. Nobody hates offseason talk more than Nate. It just bothers me that you got, you got, you we, got are. we need a team for once, for three years, where we just don't have everybody hurt. These guys just tag, oh, hey, man. Well, it's part of your game. It's man. a war of yeah. attrition, Nate. That's yeah, how it I, goes. I understand that. But some teams get fortunate. What? What? It's a war of attrition. Hey, Seahawks are missing like this. five of their best players. Let me tell players. you this, though, Nate. That bunch in Philadelphia, they might have won home field, but nobody's scared going up there and playing. <sighs> yeah, but at least, least you've got to go up there. Yeah. What, what are we going to be doing? Yeah, well, you're going to go up there next <laughs> week. We're going up there. But yeah. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's scared playing with that quarterback. Yeah. If ever there was a year where sneaking in as the six might have worked oh, out Oh, that would have worked out fine. It was all set up, too, and it didn't happen on Christmas Eve. Cowboys lose. They're out of the playoff contention. We do go to Philly. This yeah. Sunday for one more game. Cheese steaks for everyone. That's the plan. Thanks for everybody for joining us. Thanks to Nate, Dave, Brian, <laughs> Kent producing. We'll get back to our normal shows on Wednesday. See you then. Have a cheese steak. Mm-hmm.